Yeah, happy to do it. The only Rizzo I remember is Anthony Rizzo mm-hmm. of the Chicago Cubs. So yep. that's where my brain went. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, any thoughts on uh, either of the Chicago teams and uh, the possibility of Otani? I know Dodgers and Jays are rumored, but they're rumored in everybody, and they don't they don't end up with it. And also the Rays. Uh, any activity like free agency in Chicago uh, around Otani because it would be such a big story. Yes, yeah, no. The Cubs are at least the stories surrounding Shohei Otani. The Cubs are talking tough, like they are prepared to, you know, be one of the teams that says we've got five hundred million dollars and we might be willing to give it to you. I don't know. I've not heard that from the Cubs specifically, but it's certainly a swirl, and the Cubs can certainly afford to be one of the teams to do that. And then I guess one of the things, too, um, is that one of the things the Cubs would be even more prone to doing is if, for some reason, Shohei Otani (coughs) wants to still do a shorter contract, and the the Cubs would be well in on like a a three-year and then go to free agency again contract so i guess that's the answer is yes the cubs are sniffing well i'd like to see him in that ballpark just for his bat and you know (laughs) not bad right no it would be look there's two things yeah you know wrigley field can be tricky i mean during the cold weather it's a horrible place to hit but the majority of the season is in warmth when the wind is blowing out and you know some of the smaller dimensions especially to right field absolutely You'd want to see that. The other part is, and this is either good or bad for Shohei Otani in Chicago, he would be the superstar in the city. Like, Chicago is a hardcore sports town, period. And some of the other places, like, um, you know, like Los Angeles, he would blend in more. So, I don't it, – it sounds like he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily like the shine. So, um, that, that's one thing that might detract him from – Wrigleyville and all the the craziness of of Cubsdom and Chicago sports and the pressure of Chicago sports that that might be something that ironically pushes him away from Chicago. But obviously we have not heard him say anything like that. So stand by. Honestly, though, I would be very surprised if Shohei Otani ended up with the Cubs. Mark Grody, our guest from WCSR Chicago, Bears are two and eleven in games decided by eight points or fewer. In two other losses, they had the ball in one score game in the final three minutes. So my question to you is, are they as far away as their record implies, or are they closer to being a contender than it looks? I think that they are as far far away as it looks right now. I mean, they they their defense has looked better. Their defense has been better since the beginning of the season. Now they had a big-time fail last week in Detroit where they had a 12-point lead in the final three minutes of the game, and they blew it. But the defense has gotten better. But there was, there was a lot of time, too, when it was bad this year. Um, offensively, they're still trying to get themselves organized. And obviously, Justin Fields has been up and down at best throughout the year. So I think that for now, yeah, man, unfortunately for the Bears, their, their record is who they are. So that brings me to the next question. I know he hasn't been there long, and there are times when I'm watching him and I'm like, this is the future, but it's been a short period. But because they're where they are and because they have the picks they have, are we looking at the end of the Justin Fields era and maybe the just the beginning or the pre-beginning of the Caleb Williams era? 
Yeah, my gut is that Justin Fields is not the will not be the quarterback of the future for the Bears. Now, there if he plays like he did last week in these final six games and he continues to add on, then I think that there is room to consider the possibility that Justin Fields is the guy. But really, at this point, you have to look at it in terms of is Justin Fields a guy that you would give elite quarterback or starting quarterback for the future of the franchise money, and that's $200 million bucks. Is he Is he worthy of that? And the answer right now, and I can't imagine him turning it around in the next six games, the answer to that is no. Um, is, is it out of the question that he will be on the roster next year? No, I don't think it would be out of the question. I think that he could very well still be here, but he could have company in the way of, you know, as you mentioned, you know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, or who knows what else they might have up their sleeve in terms of quarterbacks that already exist on teams. But it's still, um, you know, he has not proven yet, Justin Fields, that he's your no doubt about it franchise quarterback of the future. So same question for the coach, uh, Matt Eberflus. Hasn't set the world on fire, but it's been a carousel since Lovey Smith. Uh, how long is his his leash, and do you see him there a year from now? It doesn't feel good right now um, for Matt Eberflus just because losing is losing. The record is the record, and there's been a couple of really bad losses this year, in particular last week, and then another game that they blew earlier this year at home against Denver, another late lead gone away, and those are things that typically go on the coach's resume. So it's going to be hard to make a case for for Matt Eberflus unless there's a six-game winning streak. Now, the one thing – well, actually, there's two things I think that might work in his favor in terms of possibly returning. His boss, Ryan Pohl, the Bears' general manager, loves him and you know recently came out and told, him how, and told us all how much he likes Matt Eberflus, and he has been pretty genuine – in those comments all year about Matt Eberflus, those two came in together. They have the same agent. They are linked together. So I, I can't imagine that Ryan Poles would want to pull the trigger on on firing Matt Eberflus after just two years into the job. The other thing is that last year, the horrible season that the Bears had was wholly expected. That basically Ryan Poles, the new GM, comes in and essentially didn't say it, but we all knew it. It was a rebuild, a year in which the talent was stripped, the talent was traded. So, in other words, do we give Matt Eberflus a buy from last year? You, you just say that doesn't count, and a lot of people lean that way. The wild card in everything that goes on with the Bears going forward after this year is the new president and CEO, Kevin Warren, the former commissioner of the Big Ten, and how much he will want to – uh, I don't know if metal is the right word because I don't have a problem with him being a big part of what they do on the football production side. If Kevin Warren wants to do things differently and strip everything down, then that's that's another wild card for for all of these guys who have jobs right now in the Bears front office. The game is interesting because the Vikings, I mean, they're 6-5. and five. They've got a shot here, and if the Bears could, could win the game, that would hurt a, a divisional rivalry, and fans love that, right? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And the Bears had kind of had a breakdown against Minnesota the first time they played. They lost them by, to them by six points. But one of the things, one of the areas that, you know, we know the Vikings are good at is putting 
pressure on, that they bring those blitzes constantly, and the Bears weren't ready for it the last time they played the Vikings. The first play of the game, Justin Fields was sacked for a seven-yard loss, and Fields eventually got knocked out of the game, and Tyson Bajan, the backup quarterback, came in. So my hope for the Bears' sake is that they learned a little something from the last time they played. They made some huge errors and still only lost by six. So I do feel like, and based on the way the Bears did play well for three quarters last week, and they were really pissed off that they lost that game. So I do have a pretty good feeling about the Bears going into this game, even if Minnesota pound for pound is a better team. Um, but, yeah, of course. I mean, what, what do the Bears have to play for this year other than moral victories like winning in the division? Here's one more thing, too, about the Bears in Minnesota and any division team. Matt Eberflus has yet to win a divisional game. Oh. Darnell Wright <laughs> is a bright spot. How bright is his future? Is he real? I think so because he's had the, like, the kind of the trajectory that you would expect from – a rookie offensive lineman, especially one that's drafted in the first round. There were struggles early in training camp. There were struggles in the preseason, but you saw him getting better. He has been imperfect in in the season, but he's been pretty darn good. He is starting to look like a very good pick for the Bears and definitely the future of the right. Because he, he can still get better, but you could see it. I mean, he has done a great job on the right side, teaming up with either Nate Davis, the right guard, or at times Tevin Jenkins. So, uh, yeah, I do think that Darnell Wright is going to be really good. And final one for you, and this is in regard to the, the, the big manager polls. He takes a lot of heat, but they, you know, he made that trade and it gets the big pick from Carolina. He must be the most secure guy in the entire organization. Is that fair, administratively speaking? Um, you know, if Kevin Warren wasn't here, I would say that. But since Kevin Warren is here, the CEO... He didn't hire Ryan Poles. And, look, Ryan Poles has made some mistakes as well. Like I, I, I think his mistakes and good things definitely even off. Like, I think it's a net zero. Like, it's, like it, it's even. But one of the big mistakes that he did make, and this was bad, was the Chase Claypool acquisition for a Right. Exactly nothing out of Chase Claypool. It still remains to be seen if – Roquan Smith, if that trade was worth their while, or should they have paid Roquan Smith and not Tremaine Edmonds? That's, I think right now you're losing that, but it's still possible that Tremaine Edmonds could step up and be a terrific bear. He's only in his first year, and he is, you know, he's, he's been injured a decent amount. So, you know, the polls has done some good things too. You know, like you guys mentioned for sure, um, you know, Darnell Wright is certainly one of them. And another thing to keep in mind too is that. You know, Justin Fields is not his quarterback. But all of that being said, there is a swirl around Chicago of who knows. Could they just blow up the whole thing at the end of the year? I personally, personally would like to see Ryan Poles continue to get an opportunity to kind of finish what he started. As you guys mentioned with the draft picks, those are his. Um, And I certainly don't think two years is enough to put a grade on a general manager. They need a little bit more time to cook. Thanks for this. Appreciate it.